Act Three of Mademoiselle de Belle-Isle by Alexandre Dumas, translated by Francis N. Campbell, eighteen o nine to eighteen ninety three. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Three, Scene One, the same scene as in the previous acts. Daubigny and the footman but bless me sir tis only seven o'clock and not a soul in the house is up yet never mind i tell you i will go in i will speak to mademoiselle de belle as soon as she rises footman goes out can he be here still i watched till daybreak but i have not seen him come gracious god it seems like all a dream a hideous dream but no tis all but too true here is the very chamber where i left her yesterday the window out of which he threw his infernal boast the street where i received it merciful heavens can i believe my own senses gabrielle deceive me thus infamously oh no 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 it is it must be impossible enter mademoiselle de belle dear henry i heard your voice and made haste to come to you so early up you said last night that you would come early true but but uh, how comes it that last night you were so anxious to have me gone and that this morning you are so eager to receive me so you have not forgotten that yet henry no one cannot always banish painful impressions at will and that idea has tormented me throughout the night tormented you what idea oh why the recollection of that excessive fatigue of yours which made you so earnestly desire my absence you answer me very strangely this morning henry you seem troubled displeased what is it dearest what ails you tell me nothing nothing i cannot address the same remark to you your face wears an expression of joy of happiness perhaps you have fresh reasons for hope this morning oh yes if dreams may be supposed to augur anything mine have presaged me happiness this night i dreamt that a beneficent spirit bore me on his wings to the gates of the bastille which flew open before me i beheld my father he pressed me on his heart he folded me in his arms he rained kisses on my head he spoke to me of you dearest henry of our marriage so long so sadly deferred and he comforted himself in his captivity with the thought that i should soon have in you a friend and a protector oh you see dear love twas a wonderful dream and one that even now awake as i am fills my mind with the happiest hopes i too had a dream last night but uh, a less happy one than yours gabrielle is it that that makes you so sad this morning perhaps for i dreamt that yesterday i had no sooner left you than in spite of your solemn promise to me you did receive the duc de richelieu here what do you mean nothing you have told me your dream and i am telling you mine that's all well what then it seemed to me still in my dream that i was standing in the street opposite to that window when the window was thrown open and a man appeared on the balcony and threw out to me a note but stranger than all and which causes my dream to leave even a deeper impression of reality than yours perhaps 
is that on waking, that note, that very note, was in my hand, Gabrielle, and here it is. And here it is. Read it. Mademoiselle de Belleisle reads. It is eleven at night. I am in Mademoiselle de Belleisle's apartment. I will tell you tomorrow at what hour I left it. Duke de Richelieu. What does that mean? It means, madame, that Monsieur de Richelieu, yesterday morning, as you passed through the gallery, laid an infamous wager, which he has won. I don't understand you. Then I will make myself understood. You promised not to receive Monsieur de Richelieu. You did receive him. He came last night after I had left you. Monsieur de Richelieu was with you in this room. Monsieur de Richelieu opened that window, and out of that window threw this note. Now do you understand? What are you talking about? What you know quite as well as I do. Only what you did not know is that I was aware of all, that I was there under that window till break of day waiting to see him come out, for your honour is yet too dear for me to leave such a secret in the possession of another man besides myself. Ah, that was why you were so agitated and confused yesterday evening. That was why you were so anxious, so earnest to have me gone. That was why you wished so very particularly to be left alone. Alone! I have passed the whole night wandering round the palace, for if I could but have found a door, a window open, any avenue that might have led to you, I would have murdered you both, yes, both, you and your lover with you, though you had dragged yourself on your knees at my very feet for mercy. You must be mad to utter such things to me. I received Monsieur de Richelieu after you had left me. Monsieur de Richelieu passed the night here. Why, can I believe my ears? My eyes? Are you the Chevalier d'Aubigny? Am I Mademoiselle de Belle-Isle? Is it you? You, Henry, who speak thus to me, your betrothed. To me, who in three days shall bear your name. I can't believe my senses. I could not believe my senses. I thought my very eyes deceived me. Yes, Gabrielle, yes, such was my deep reliance on your truth, that I should have disbelieved my eyes and doubted still. But this paper, this paper is no illusion. Gabrielle, how will you account for this? What can I say to you? I can't account for it, even to myself. Someone must have entered this apartment without my knowing it. Without your knowing it? A man can have entered this room without your hearing him. Which way? Who admitted him? The doors are carefully watched. Even now it was with difficulty that I obtained entrance. Oh, Gabrielle, Gabrielle, I will account for this. I will tell you what has happened. Your love for your father has made you forget your love for me. You saw before you two men, one of whom had in his power your father's liberty. The other had nothing but his own life to offer you. The man of influence sold his protection to you at a certain price. Sir! Gabrielle, I accuse you of nothing. You are not, you cannot be guilty. I only say that you did not dare refuse the Duke the meeting he solicited. I say, I only say, that you did consent to receive him, perhaps, 
and in some moment when you may have left the room he wrote this note and threw it from the window that's all gabrielle that's all confess that say it was so say so and i forgive you thank you for that word henry thank you for these suggestions of your love for i see that you love me so much that you are striving to deceive yourself but i cannot confess what you require of me if after the sacred promise that i gave you i had consented to see monsieur de richelieu i should be infamous but believe me he solicited no meeting i granted him none i have not seen him i tell you so again and i have the simplest means in my power of proving what i say what means this note is from the duke you say he threw it to me from the window himself i shall send immediately for monsieur de richelieu you will conceal yourself there i shall receive him here you will not lose a single syllable of what passes between us and if monsieur de richelieu has seen my face since yesterday evening at eight o'clock then why then henry you shall think of me as vilely as you please oh dearest i had not dared to ask this much of you but since you offer it i accept the means of clearing up this infamous mystery which baffles me calm yourself the mystery shall be cleared up believe me only henry remember not a motion not a word that might betray your concealment oh fear me not madman no no i am convinced i do not doubt thee no tis impossible with that angelic voice those lovely eyes no no you cannot tell a falsehood i believe thee dearest dearest you will believe me better still when i shall have sent for the duke servant announces the duke de richelieu tis heaven sends him at this moment show him in and do you enter that chamber and above all remember your promise henry to be silent your hand gabrielle my hand you deserve give me your hand he kisses her hand and goes into her room richelieu enters you come upon a wish my lord duke hail to my fairest i came indeed but almost without a hope of being admitted thus early sir i was about to send for you richelieu attempting to kiss her hand ah you are too too gracious my lord duke fair lady i have a most serious explanation to demand of you an explanation sir in which my honour is deeply concerned your honour madam and who dares attack it i am here to defend both it and you speak therefore i entreat you the question is of a certain wager which i understand your grace laid yesterday bless me madam since the truth must be told i own it there was such a wager but believe me i was devoted to you long before any such question arose from the first moment of beholding you i felt that my heart was no longer my own i followed you from paris to versailles from versailles to chantilly you you alone drew me hither i swear it this wager was proposed to me by two other scapegraces like myself you were not the object of it believe me your name was not even uttered in the agreement the first woman who passed was the person concerned in the bet you were that person my honour was engaged in the winning of my wager it so happened that my love too was most deeply interested in its success 
this madam is the truth if i have sinned against you believe me the crime was not premeditated and pardon me my lord duke i pardon you hard though it be and you yourself i think must acknowledge it to be so when one has lost rank station fortune when from the wreck of all one has rescued nothing but a stainless reputation confess it sir tis a cruel thing to see that reputation which should be respected as a holy possession bandied from hand to hand by dissolute idlers who unable to attack it dare thus attempt to trifle it away nevertheless my lord duke in favour of all that you have done for me though now i know the source of that kindness which i had supposed disinterested pure and noble i pardon you this cruel and insulting wager but upon one condition however that you will explain to me how last night this note was thrown from that window between ten and eleven o'clock read it sir read it that were useless i know its contents you know them why is not the handwriting mine if i were inclined to deny it the signature is there at the bottom you wrote this note i acknowledge it you threw it from that window even so and to whom my dear madam how the deuce should i know to the person who was waiting for it i presume you were here last night here in this chamber most certainly but you were here without me what what without you do you dare to say that you were here with me why most indubitably with me of course my lord duke tis a lie a lie an infamous lie my dear madam when a woman uses that sort of language to a man he has nothing for it but to leave her presence you shall not stir my lord what because your name is richelieu because you are a thrice noble duke and peer of the realm do you think sir that it shall be permitted you for the sake of a pitiful wager in which you fancy your honour compromised to libel a woman and when that woman has lost everything in this world but the love of an honest man whom she loves to make her by your vile calumnies forfeit that best most precious treasure sir sir i appeal to your ancient name to your noble station to your honour my lord duke which is disgracefully losing its way i appeal to you sir and you will retract what you have said you will do me right you will bear witness to the truth the truth yes my lord here before me whom you have so deeply injured and you will hesitate the less to do me this tardy justice because i am but a poor helpless defenceless woman who claim it at your hands upon my soul you almost persuade me that i am in the wrong i suppose i ought to have pretended to lose my wager come what can i do shall i write to the chevalier i can tell him you know that i found the doors all shut here last night and that therefore of course the note i threw out of the window means nothing at all shall i tell him that i have lost my bet in short what shall i do say or write for god forbid that my absurd vanity should be the means of breaking off a match on which you say your happiness depends i would rather sacrifice my own certainly i owe you no less my lord duke the wickedness of what you are now saying passes all belief tis fiendish no sir no no i ask no letter i want no writing what i demand what i insist upon is a confession now here this very instant that every word you have uttered hitherto is false and that in uttering them you have despised truth disregarded your name and disgraced your honour you shall confess sir that all you have said was a slander a base cowardly slander I cannot stop to choose my words i speak those that my indignation prompts me with you shall confess this sir and though i dare not promise then that you will escape my contempt you may at all events rest assured of my forgiveness 
richelieu whispering now why the devil couldn't you make me understand all this time that we were overheard that someone was concealed no one is concealed sir no one overhears us there is no one here but myself answer then to me i demand it then if indeed no one is here but you if indeed i am to reply to you alone i will confess that i thought myself pretty well versed in the arts of your most subtle sex instead of which i find myself a mere tiro in the science every day they teach me something new to me every day think i can learn nothing fresh upon that subject moreover i must further confess that to you was reserved the honour of giving me the most complete lesson in this kind that i have yet received in all my life enough my lord duke leave me i obey madam not without a hope however that when i present myself again this evening which i shall do at the same hour when you condescended to receive me yesterday i may be more welcome than i have appeared this morning exit great god is it possible daubigny coming from her room well madame oh 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 i have obeyed you i concealed myself i listened i heard and in spite of it all i kept my word and did not appear i hope you are satisfied henry daubigny going leave me henry hear me yes you were right to fear and warn me yesterday yes yes your forebodings were all but too true yes some fatality seems to conspire against us both both for it strikes you as well as me henry but oh you shall not leave me thus there is some horrible machination in all this an invisible hatred proceeding from i know not whence seems to enfold and stifle me henry it cannot be that at once suddenly my voice has lost its power over your heart henry you cannot cannot believe it possible that in one hour i have forgotten the principles of a whole life henry it is impossible that in a single day i should have become lost and infamous good god why if someone were to come and swear to me that you had committed a crime or a cowardice fled in battle or murdered in secret no 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 henry i should not i could not i would not believe it to the purpose madame the duke it seems was here last night i don't deny it from this room he passed into the next apartment he may have done so oh you confess it do you at last yes i confess that but you do not know you cannot know then i must infer that you were not in this room then you passed the night elsewhere it seems henry i have taken a terrible oath i can tell you nothing henry i have sworn merciful heavens is there no one who to save us both from madness can relieve you from this cursed oath yes yes you are right heaven inspired you with the thought oh yes when she sees of what horror i am accused she will surely let me tell you all and then you will see you will know rings mariette enters madame de valcourt the marchioness where is she pray inform her that i wish to speak with her instantly and that i entreat her to come without a moment's delay go go her ladyship went to paris this morning with the duke de bourbon and will only return in time for the ball this evening exit why then it is a fatality a horrible fatality henry wait till this evening this evening you shall know all he's going she stops him 
Henry, do not leave me. Henry, I swear to you. You are right. It is a fatality. Yesterday at noon, you leave your hotel to come and reside in the palace. Yesterday evening, I came, and, for the first time, my presence disturbs and troubles you, and you desire me to leave you. You solemnly swear to me that you will not receive the duke. As my feet leave the threshold, he enters your apartment. For the last hour you have been denying that he came at all, and now you confess not only that he came, but that it is possible that he may have remained here till three o'clock in the morning. You say you were not in this chamber, and you cannot tell me where you were. You are bound by an oath. You have sworn. A sacred pledge compels you to silence. One person, however, can remit this oath one person only and that person has left chantilly oh you are right it is a fatality no doubt a strange fatality so strange indeed that it passes all belief and i declare to you madame that i do not believe it what can i say to you henry yes every proof is against me yes if my life were at stake my life would be forfeited as i fear my honour will but were my head this moment on the block, I would not break my oath. You must act according to your conviction, Henry. Go. I detain you no longer. Falls into a chair. Daubigny goes towards door. Hear me, Gabrielle. I know that that man has mysterious and inscrutable means of accomplishing his vile purposes. Confess, then, he gave you some potion, some narcotic, some accursed poisoned draught. Confess it. He entered here while you were still under its influence, and you did not awake till too late. Say this, confess this, and my love for you shall be the same as ever, and you shall still be mine, mine when I have murdered that villain. O oh, Gabrielle, confess this, for even this is better. I can understand, I can believe, I can forgive this. But tell me no more of unaccountable absences and incredible oaths. O oh, heavens! see how i love you see how i cling to my trust in you the way i offer you is easy i give you myself a ready excuse if you have deceived me if you are really guilty take in pity take advantage of the pretext my very love has given you say say he resorted to stratagem to violence say he alone is guilty my vengeance shall fall on him alone in the name of god have mercy on me and say something that i can believe that i can imagine true unless you would have me go mad here at your feet and die cursing you and heaven in the name of god upon my knees gabrielle i implore you to speak speak have mercy on me speak i cannot utter an untruth even for you henry i have not seen the duke de richelieu since yesterday evening at eight o'clock this is too much and now my course is clear i implore you leave me madame leave me henry henry have mercy for the last time will you confess the truth i have done so then heaven may forgive you but i never will rushes out mademoiselle de belle falling on her knees oh god have pity on me 
End of the third act.